Glicksmiths. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksmith with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we have a lot to cover. We do. We do. It's been, uh, what, almost almost two weeks? I guess we talked on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so about a week and a half. Yeah. We, uh, hey, look, we tried our best uh, to predict the outcome of the Territorial Cup. We did. We did. I'm going to say this. Uh, I had ASU scoring 24 points, and they scored 23. So I feel pretty good about my prediction. Yeah, I think so. I'm not going to say what I had Arizona scoring. Yeah. But I I was within one point on ASU final, so there you go. Yeah. I mean, you basically nailed it. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Hey, look, we... uh, we're ASU fans, and and you know, there's always that hope of of uh, something good happening. And and you know, we were up seven to three. Uh, we, you know, first drive, we come out running the ball, no quarterback, score a touchdown, and like, all right, yeah, maybe. And by the time it was halftime, it was what thirty-eight seven, I believe. Yeah. Look, we came out, took a lead, and then didn't have a lead anymore you know no no it reminded you a little bit of uh you know some of those games in the past against oregon uh i remember that one todd graham's first year when we were up i think eight to seven we went for two and you know it was eight to seven or something and then by halftime it was 43 to eight um and this was kind of similar to that and like yeah it's uh you know like our, our our defense was just terrible terrible i mean like i don't know if it was just not being prepared or just not being good or whatever but um two weeks in a row uh you know the opponent just had their way with us at the first half and and by halftime it was over and they kind of took their foot off the gas both of them in the second half but uh boy the the defense which played pretty well for the first two-thirds of the season uh november was rough uh, 55, 49, and 59 points allowed in, in, you know, three of the four games in November. Yeah. It, it was a hard game to watch. Um, similar to the Oregon game, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's reality versus coach speak. Like, yes. the, the game was over early. And it's like, yeah, you know, the score is yeah. zero zero. We got to keep going. Well, if it if it really reset to zero zero, we won the second half. So that was great. Right, exactly. Yeah. Do we get any credit for that? No. Uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, I guess it. You know, when it's thirty eight seven, and they got you know they got the ball back right at the end of the second quarter, could have made it forty five seven, and didn't didn't score, and then missed a field goal. Uh, you know, you start thinking like, how bad is this gonna get? Like, is this going to start to rival 70 to 7 from 2020? And at the very least, it wasn't that. Like, 59 23 is humbling. It's, I mean, but, but we were humble all year. Um, but at least it wasn't, you know, historically like, oh my God, we lost by 70 points or something like that. Cause it, it was treading on that in the first half. Yeah. Where it was just like, wow, we cannot stop them. I mean, it's, you know, like every one of their drives was, was kind of a long drive, too. I mean, you know, like they had over 300 passing yards, I believe, in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and McMillan was basically oh my gosh. jogging yeah. wherever he wanted. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, it just was like men and boys, uh, you know, like we, we weren't stopping the pass. We weren't stopping the run. We weren't getting pressure. Um, like I said, you know, the, the defense was, was a bright spot for the first, you know, two thirds of the season, really. I mean, even in, even in some of the, you know, uglier losses. I mean, we, I remember the Fresno game. We talked about that, like how ugly that was, but man, with all the turnovers and stuff, it could have gotten so much worse if not for the defense kind of, you know, holding their ground. Um, but, but boy, the, the last month, take out the UCLA game. We, we did something right there. Um, albeit against a third string quarterback that night. But, but aside from that in November, it was, it was rough. Like the, the holes really got exposed in that defense. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we will spend a while talking about the season and where it went and where it could go, uh, now in the off season. I think some interesting, worthwhile points of discussion, ASU, Dismissed Bo Baldwin as the offensive coordinator. Not a shock since he lost play calling no. duties. Uh, they've, they've brought in Marcus Arroyo, who, you know, previously was the head coach at UNLV, but before that was an assistant at Oregon. Right. Um, at one point, uh, a hot shot up and comer. Um, he was. He was. And yeah. He's still yeah. only in his early 40s, but. Yeah, it's a. It's an intriguing hire, um, uh, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, the one thing you wonder with any hire is like, okay, how, how much influence is Dillingham having on the offense in some ways? You know, I want him to, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's why he got this job. Um, you know, so is it, you know, is this guy going to be calling the plays? I, I don't know if they've said that. Um, and, and, you know, do you run the risk of the same thing happening if we get off to a slow start? Does, does Dillingham take it from him too? Um, who knows? I mean, that's a that's a subject for another day, I suppose. But yeah, I was um, intrigued by it. You know, I, I mean, it's a it's a known quantity, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll we'll see what he has to work with. Um, you know, I I would imagine there's a fair amount of players that are not currently on the roster that will be playing significant roles there needs to be let's say that if, if he's got the same tools to work with that we have right now it's gonna be another rough year well and i think you know we are seeing that now jalen conyers is in the portal looking at a possible return to oklahoma as well as some other schools i heard an interesting take which i will i'm curious your thoughts um that con so the the two highest NIL players for ASU this year were Conyers and Badger, and that given our limited NIL resources, losing Conyers may have just been a, a way to free up some money for a Rashada or a transfer player or two, and then you just sort of rely on Bryce Pierre, who was okay. Sure, sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I mean, you texted me about it and I had, I had seen a little bit of it, but like Dillingham has been really classy with the, with the departures. 
Uh, I know Jordan Clark, you know, committed to Notre Dame already. And, and well, did you Ryan see the Ryan Clark, Clark, Clark thing? Uh, he, I was going to say, I mean, he said that, that he put in, you know, a strong word for him with, with Marcus Freeman. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but, and you, and you don't want to be this forever, but in some ways it has the feel of like being a, you know, a minor league manager right now. It's like, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can send a couple of guys to higher profile places and they do well, like, do you, you almost like put that as a feather in your cap? I mean, I, I hate saying that, but that's where we are right now at this very moment. Like we are, we are in that bottom half and he's, you know, I can't blame guys who have maybe one or two years left thinking, well, Hey, I got a chance to make some more money, may accomplish more. I'm going to do it. I, I, it's hard for me to criticize them. No. And, and I do think that some of what Ryan Clark said in on his show, one, it's good publicity for sure. ASU, but two, it's true. Like, when he, now when Kenny Dillingham recruits and he says, look, I'm going to look out for you, he can point to what he's done right here right. and say, right. hey, I want you to be the best you can be, and if you think that's not here, I will help you try to get where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. I saw a tweet of, of Dillingham's, um, assuming he writes his own tweets, I, who knows, but, uh, you know, that basically said, like, not, not every departure is a bad thing. Um, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't sour grapes either. It wasn't like, you know, well, we're better off without these guys. You know, you you have to be very careful. I know, um, Willie Bloomquist to me did not handle it well when I can't remember the kid's name. The second baseman went to Ole Miss. The second baseman from last year. And, and, you know, oh, well, you know, the guys, you know, his teammates weren't really sad to say, it's like, man, you know, you might say that behind closed doors, but you don't need to say that publicly. That's a, that's a bad look. It makes you sound like you're sour grapes, you know, bitter, you know, and Dillingham has handled it well. I mean, listen, you want to get to the point where guys want to come to you and the guys who come to you want to stay, but we're not there yet. We're three, we were three and nine, two years in a row. You can't Mm -hmm. just wave a magic wand and say, now we're a desirable destination for anybody and everybody. Not, um, you know, and, and we've got, issues with NIL that have been documented and discussed and all that. I'm, I'm uh, gonna, I want to talk a little bit on this new college proposal. Yeah. Um, you know, the idea of creating a, a subdivision for schools that want to pay for the NIL and it seems like just for football, but maybe not. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, pay them directly. Yes, is, is kind of the way I'm taking it. Like, yeah. you know, still, still not going the employee route. They're still very <laughs> shy, but, but basically that the school could pay directly, which, you know, I, I think would be a good thing. First of all, it's, I, I think it's already sort of happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're just, we're just pretending it's not happening, but you know, that's the thing is like, I mean, I, I don't know about you. You may feel different. But I, I'm a little bit, just a little bit, tired of Kenny Dillingham doing the, you know, well, we need y'all to step up and pay. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, like, look, I'm buying tickets, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing what I can. I'm, a, but I'm just a fan. I, I can't, you know, float the athletic department budget or the budget for football players. So, you know, let the school pay them. <laughs> yeah. We're paying Ray Anderson. 
you know, we were paying Ray Anderson, what, the second highest salary of any AD or something like that in the country? And now he's the highest paid professor, I think, in the country. Right, right. You know, so like that is, I mean, I was discussing this with somebody else, the, the Dillingham thing, and and I'll, I'll, I'll shut up here soon so you can give your opinion because I said, well, I don't know what your thought is. I'll, I'll let you, you know. But I, but I even said, you know, like, this is the frustrating thing about all this NIL stuff is like, well, the school can't pay them directly, uh, you know, so now we need you to do it. It's like, well, OK, I get you, man. But like, I guess I guess I'm getting a little I get it. I totally get why he's doing it, but it's getting a little uh, wary for me. So I agree with you here. So I will put on my brief tinfoil hat fear first that if Michael Crow is the president of ASU we will decline to participate I, I mean uh, yeah and, that's going to be a fascinating and, subplot not just for us but others like does everybody go if you're in a conference or well and does, I, does it, I think it will lead to what we've talked about as like sort of the logical conclusion mm-hmm. of all of this which is you're going to have 60, 80 teams who go. And then there are going to be schools who like take a real hard look about, is this what they want to do? Right. And I'm not saying, you know, I I just, I think it needs to be football specific because I, I think otherwise you're going to see a real competitive change in basketball to a shocking degree, because I think what you'll see is the Marquette's, Gonzaga's no football program schools all of a sudden yeah. may have some money. And I, and I picked That's those true. schools, particularly Marquette being here, they have a rabid and wealthy fan base in Milwaukee. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. a, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you've already treated football differently with the FBS FCS. Right. So I, I, I would say that the, the models there to do exactly that with, I don't know if you create three divisions or if you take the teams that don't go and you put them with the FCS or yeah. how that ends up, but something to that effect. I mean, I think it's going to become a break point of why stay FBS if you're not <clears throat> going to pay. Sure. Because you can sure. lower scholarships and maybe remove an athletic program or two. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... And, and look, I mean, we've had this discussion, uh, like the, the 130 or so FBS programs, it used to be about 110 or more joined. Uh, I mean, it's not an equal playing field. No. You know, Michigan and Alabama are not competing on the same playing field as UTSA and Troy, uh, Troy and, and uh, I mean, even teams in their own conference, but certainly the Sun Belt, the... Conference USA, the Mountain West, for the most part, like they're, they're just not. I mean, you know, and so acknowledging that with this, and you know, I don't know if this is far enough. Uh, I mean, they're under pressure, but I, I gotta give, I gotta give the guy credit. This this new, you know, director of the NCAA, Char- Charlie Baker. Am I right yeah. on that? Um, yeah, former you know, Massachusetts for, governor. Yeah, yeah, you know, for for, I mean, his hand is being forced. Uh, you know, but he's acting I, I, as opposed to the prior model, which was, right. please, Congress, do something. Right. Save us from ourselves. 
um, you know, and, and, you know, clinging to this outdated notion that, oh my God, we can't have this. Like, uh, you know, now again, that notion is outdated and, and we're not going backwards, but still I, I give the guy credit for not having to be dragged across the line like his predecessors where yeah. it's like, well, I guess we have no choice but to do this. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, but trying to get out front and, and create something that might work. I, from an ASU perspective, I come to the view that it's not going to change much for us unless we cut programs and or increase the student athletic fee. And I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, first of all, going back to what you said, I, I, I fear the same in some ways that, that Crow would look at this and think, hey, I don't want to be part of that. I'll, I'll be part of the, you know, the FCS or, or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's not, you know, it's not what I'm looking for. Um, but, you know, on the subject of cutting sports, and I, did you, I, I mean, I think you read it at times. I don't follow him, but I saw it. All the back and forth that Cartman was was involved in. Yeah. Um, when he talked about how we've added sports and yeah, we have twenty six. Uh, yeah, took a lot teams. of crap from the you know oh ASU hockey is great crowd. Um, but I thought his counter to that was dead on, which is I did too. Sure, I did too. But I'm not a women's huge fan li- is, as you know, but yeah. I, I agreed with what he had to say. Well, and the thing is, like, yes, ASU hockey got an arena and did these things, but women's lacrosse didn't. Right. You know, like if we, I know that we have, you know, a 93% graduation rate, which is the highest Mm -hmm. for the NCAA across all sports, but it's like, I, I'm going to level with you. I don't care if we're graduating (sighs) a lot of golfers and and tennis players. I feel the same. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't buy a t-shirt that says ASU highest graduation rate, but I would buy a t-shirt that says ASU conference champions or, you know. Uh, Sugar Bowl participant or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, yeah. NCAA Sweet 16 or something like that. I, I, I'd have those T-shirts. I mean, um, I'm, you know, I am pretty strongly of a mind that we need to cut sports to be competitive consistently, not on a one off, right, but consistently. Right, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I agree with what he said, you know, and, and I'll I'd take it a step further. I'd. I don't care how successful hockey is because I think if hockey is as successful as it could possibly be, you get, you tell me that winning the, national years, titles. the hockey team wins two national titles and gets the four more, you know, frozen fours. It's still not that big of a thing. It's still not a revenue driver. It still doesn't raise the other boats in the, in the athletic department. We're still suffering in basketball. We're still suffering in football. I, I just don't think I think hockey's a niche. I think there's a few there's a there's a select group that's really loving hockey and that's great for them. Awesome. But it doesn't it doesn't make the athletic department better as a whole. No. Well and you have however much money you have as your athletic budget, and we know, you know, that there are problems because right. you know Arizona's got a lot of them. Right, right, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I just think that as I sit here, you know, we would be better off with 
the 16 programs that Oklahoma State has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's okay if the answer is we, you know, we're not as good at, you know, maintaining these Olympic sports yeah. as we yeah. initially set out to be. I, I agree. It, it's, I agree. I mean, I, yeah. I think it's nice think. to have these things, but if a, if a team wins a national title and no one is in the crowd to see it, did right. they win a national title? Does it really matter? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, uh, you know, it's a discussion that we've had. I mean, yeah, I, I can remember many a discussion like this, even going back to, you know, high school, uh, before we ever went to ASU about like, you know, when we were on the newspaper and, you know, well, why does the football team uh, get so much attention and, you know, such and such doesn't? It's like, well, because thousands of people go to the football games on a Friday night. And I'm sorry, you know, debate club or, you know, minor sports, right? You know, like they don't go see you. So that's just how it is. And, and it seems this, I mean, it's no different in college sports. Like football and basketball are the needle movers. Baseball used to be at one point at ASU. I don't know if it is anymore, but it was. Um, and then there's a few that occasionally, you know, softball, if they're really good or something, you know. But, yeah, adding all these sports, and I, again, I'll say it, you know, like, tell me that hockey works out tremendously well, and I still don't think it's good for the whole athletic department. Yeah. I just don't. Um, and I'm not sure it's going to work out that well. I don't think it is. Like, you're still at a disadvantage compared to the Minnesotas and the Michigans and the, you know, like, I, I don't think you're going to be able to compete with them to win national championships no matter how good you are. Uh, mm-hmm. Down here, so I don't know. I, well, and I then said the question is, before, is, you know, I'm just not sure the reason for the hockey at all. I, I'm still not, and I yeah. and I'm not sure that anybody will ever be able to sway me on that. No, and frankly, we, we've talked about it. You know, I it is great that hockey got an arena built, but as an ASU fan, if we could have just taken the arena money and put it into making Desert Financial better, or or, or build a new uh, arena and, and have basketball there too. Yeah, like I mean, you haven't have you seen the arena? You haven't been there to see what it looks like, no. now, have you? Since it's done, so they it's a big complex, and about a quarter of it is a, a community ice plex, you know, kind of a mm-hmm. small rink that's open, you know, for people like on weekends, they can go skate or you can have like kids hockey. And I mean, that's all well and good. And I'm not saying you, you know, like it's a waste of time, but you could have taken that exact space of the hockey rink and, and made it into a basketball arena that housed hockey too, but maybe basketball, it holds, you know, Seven, eight thousand people. You have a little bit more intimacy. You have a new arena. You have locker rooms, all that, and taking care of that program. Programs. Let's throw women's basketball in there too, which has been pretty successful. Not lately, but you know, for the last twenty some years, had a lot of success. And instead, you just kind of left them to to rot. Well, you build this hockey arena, and it's like, well, again, like high end. How good is that? 
you know, how, mm-hmm. what is the, what is the high end result from hockey that is going to say, boy, that really worked out well for ASU as a whole. Yeah. I don't know that there is one. I don't think there is. I don't think there is either. And, and so, you know, I mean, again, like we talk about men's basketball a lot and women's basketball doesn't really get us, uh, you know, but like when we were in college and, and for many years after they were a more successful program. Yeah. And, you know, you wonder like, does the way the basketball was treated, does that, is that why, you know, Charlie Turner Thorne retired seemingly fairly young? Yeah. Like maybe she was thinking like, well, I, you know, I'm being treated like a third class citizen here. I well, mean, I, I'm I, stunned Bobby Hurley's still here. I'm, I'm stunned given the way they're treated. I'm going to throw out one more piece on this, which if you want to say you need to be fair to student athletes and you need to do right by a broad, large campus and you decide to not look at Florida or Ohio State right. for how they do it. Right. Hockey is just a men's sport. There is no women's ice hockey here. It's not like Wisconsin or Minnesota no, or Duluth or whatever. So you built this new arena exclusively for a men's sport. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, We're still doing uh, yeah. everything else at Desert Financial. like uh, Pretty much. You Occasionally, know? I think wrestling and volleyball are yeah. over there. Um, which, you know, volleyball is women's, I guess. But, but yeah, I mean, it's essentially for the hockey. And look, the you know, mullet put in the name. Or put in the money. That's why his name's on the arena. Yeah, and and so that's great, you know. But like, it's hard for me to believe that that guy couldn't have, you know, been not even arm twisted, but just sort of like, hey, you know, we can do this with hockey. We can get this arena, you know. But let's also make it for our basketball program. Yeah. Let's build a new arena to house all this stuff. And you know, I mean, when this was first pitched, it was you know we're going to build this small little arena. This was before hockey. We build a small little arena to, you know, take some of the, and then we're going to renovate, you know, what was then Wells Fargo. Yeah. Well, Wells Fargo is still sitting exactly as it was when we were freshmen in college. Nothing has been done to that place. It, you know, if you walked in and you rewound time to August of 2004, it looked exactly the same. And, and meanwhile, you built this pretty nice arena for hockey. But I mean, again, I just come back to like, what's the end game? What's, what's the goal of, okay, this arena and hockey leads to this? No, it, it uh, leads to, it. it will, it leads to having hockey yeah, and therefore yeah. having to add a couple more, pro- like, that's right. the other thing is like every program ad that's a men's program mm-hmm. has a commensurate edition of women's athletic scholarships, yeah. which is great, but also like infrastructure and all these things that come out of right. the budget to support it's these a, programs. It's a money sucker. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's been that way since we were kids. I mean, I remember being a, a young kid and learning, you know, about sports. <laughs> and it was basically like, you know, well, football and, and men's basketball are the sports in college that make money. And they, they keep everything else afloat. The other yeah. sports don't, we, we do them because we do them, but not because they make good business sense. Yeah. And yeah, adding more, like, I don't know. I mean, I agree with Cartman. Again, I'm not, you know, always the biggest fan of, but, uh, you know, the, the people that were pushing back on him, I'm like, man, you, you can't see the forest for the trees, I feel like. Yeah. Okay, you like going to Mullet and watching hockey. That's cool. That's great. 
you know what I like doing? I like going to Sun Devil Stadium and watching good football. And it's been a while since I've been able to do that. And and those two things might be connected. Well, and it's also ultimately if your goal is to it, it's kind of like going to a restaurant where the menu has every possible type of food on it. It's like, yeah. yeah, it has a lot of variety, but none of it might be particularly good. But you're not great at anything. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your specialty? What do you do really, really well? Yeah. And, and that, I mean, we've talked about ASU and, you know, with Ray Anderson's tenure and several times in the last couple of years, we've had the conversation of like, what do we do well? What is better than it was 10 years ago. And there aren't a lot of examples except for hockey, which didn't exist. Yeah. You know, you know, like what, what's in better shape football program in better shape. No, definitely but, not. But not right now, but not just, but baseball worse, softball baseball, no. worse, women's basketball worse. worse. Yeah. Men's basketball, uh, probably where it was. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like I don't, I don't think it's gotten a lot worse, but I don't think it's gotten a ton better either. Um, were it not for the NCAA field expansion, we, we have been to about the same amount of tournaments yeah. in the past 10 years that we've been in the previous 10. So, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, like, what are we, what are we better at? What are we really good at? Nothing right now. Yeah. Like there's really nothing that is like, man, ASU does this really well. Even programs like golf, you know, I mean, last year, I think the, the women's golf team didn't even make the NCAA field. And it, and it was hosted in, in Scottsdale, you know, uh, like that's, that's kind of humbling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're selling off our on-campus facilities right. and we're performing worse. Yeah. And, and realistically, I don't know what, what of that, if any, is relevant to Michael Crow. Like, I, I kind of think none of it. Like, I don't think he cares about any of those things. Oh, no, I, I agree. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, it's ultimately on him, and I just don't think he, like, I, he'd rather have the menu that serves pancakes yeah. and pasta and <laughs> chicken tikka masala and yeah, also yeah. a chimichanga, you know, and matzo ball right. soup. Like, that's... That's what he wants for an athletic department. And okay, you know, maybe the chicken tikka masala is a surprising B, <laughs> you know, but the matzo yeah. ball soup is bad. Yeah, and, and, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, that's the that's the decisions that have been made. I mean, when you add sports while also always complaining about how you don't have enough money, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see how those two things go together and you can expect success. You know, I, I know, you know, on the surface, you know, college sports shouldn't be about money. Well, they are, and they have been for a long, long time. Way before players were able to make money, uh, you know, we were trending in this direction. It's about facilities, coaches' salaries, on and on and on. If you don't spend the money, you don't compete. That's, you know, yeah. go back to the 1980s when Miami started spending money and became a power, you know, probably even before that. Like, that that's just what it is. Yeah. And... I don't know. I don't know. It's a, uh, you know, it is, it is uh, an interesting time. And I mean, uh, you know, 
you're right. We, we probably in the, in the near future, we should probably do a, you know, a, a look back at the football season a little bit and kind of where we, where we stand, but just the whole athletic department right now, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to, you know, I know there was something yesterday that came out about the NIL and, you know, I didn't read all the fine print, but the, you know, matching funds and all that. They've got a million bucks and another million in reserve to match donations, you know, between now and next season. So potentially $3 million, which would buy us one quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which that's a conversation. Uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't actually talk about it, but Rashada was the exclusive quarterback in that game, although it didn't start. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I, he's got the arm. I you know he hasn't played in ten weeks and very rusty. He, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on the kid. He he was certainly rusty. He's a true freshman um, who hadn't played for ten weeks, and sure. if you I. I'll say this: I think if Rashad is healthy and we play the full season, we win more than three games. Uh, you know, I yeah, yeah. I, I think he was. I think is he the be all end all of quarterbacking? No, but I didn't think Jaden Daniels was either, and he's the favorite to win sure. the Heisman. So he's gonna he's gonna win. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's a certainty at this point. Um, no, I mean, so okay, spinning it forward. Do you think we should be going after a starting level quarterback as a transfer, uh, a good solid backup? I mean, what what do you think? What do you, what do you think we need? I don't think we, we need a good solid. Are we good with Rashada. Basically. I don't think we need a good solid backup. I think we need to bring in either someone who can compete with him, or just take an NFL type approach of, well, if he gets hurt, we're screwed. Yeah. You know? See, and I think it's the former. I think I think we need somebody. You know, we're not going to get you know Cam Ward or or Dylan Gabriel or you know the top end guys. That, that, like that's and I and I'm not sure we need to be in that mix, even if we could. Yeah. But I, I think a guy. You know, I've sent you a few. You know, a, a, you know a guy that would be interesting to me is is Gary Bohannon, who who used to be at Baylor, then went to USF. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one year of eligibility left, I believe. So, you know, was a starting quarterback for Baylor when they won the Big 12 two years ago. He got hurt, didn't play in the Big 12 championship game, but he started all season. Um, and, you know, and, like, if he doesn't start, okay. But if Rashada gets hurt or if Rashada <laughs> struggles or whatever, you got somebody who's at least competent. Well, and I uh, think Someone you need... in that vein is exactly what I would like to come out of the offseason with. I want someone who can compete with Rashada. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't want I someone who we're promising the job. No, agreed. Like, agreed. Yeah. And, and I don't. I, I want to push him. I want him to earn it. Uh, you know, like I, ideally he earns the job, and and we're great. But but what I you know, frankly, I kind of want a Drew Pine again. Like yeah, a, a, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Somebody who's been a starter, who you know, who you'd feel comfortable with starting again. I mean, Pine got hurt. Yeah, well, it's, you know, not, what I don't want, and I think is what you're getting at, I'd like to not have a majority of the season starts be taken by Borgay as a 60-year senior. Agreed, Agreed. yeah, I mean, like, Borgay says he's coming back, and that's cool. 
again. He has eligibility and he's made a lot of starts. And I can also understand why he went transfer. Like what's the value of transferring? He's he's given a lot to the program. He's, he's, you know, had to be the guy, you know, manning the ship through some very rough waters (laughs) the last couple of years. I like the kid. Uh, He should be the third string quarterback next year. Um, You know, going into the season, he should be a quasi assistant coach. To be honest, like that's that's what I want him to be. He's he's in uniform on game days. Uh, he's in pads. If we have a couple injuries, you could put him in if you really had to. But he should not be your backup or competing for the starter. He's just not good enough. He's a you know admirable kid. It feels like, but if you're going to take a step forward and win more than three games and compete for at least a bowl game next year, he can't be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, but I will say, I don't fear Rashada winning the job. I don't. No, no. Agreed. I mean, again, I'm with you. Like, I'd like to bring in somebody who puts him under a little bit of pressure and then he responds to that pressure and wins the job. That's, that's what I'd like. And then you have a good, you know, good backup in case he gets hurt. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Got to put on some weight, though, too. Yeah. I mean, he's rail thin. <laughs> and, and you know, if he's going to be a runner, which is part of his game, a little bit, and, you know, he's got to get thicker. But, I do, but to be clear, I don't view his performance in the Arizona game as somehow indicative of his... No, I don't either. I mean, it was it was a should he have played? I, I suppose. I mean, you could make the argument that maybe he shouldn't have. Although I guess Borgay got sick, and so he couldn't have played anyway. And then we're down to Jacob Conover, and we saw the horrific performance that he gave in a couple of games. Unfortunately, uh, so I suppose you know having him out there was better than the alternative. Yeah. I, it's a tough spot. You know, you haven't you haven't taken a live snap in two and a half months, and you're playing a team that's you know coming in hot, playing well, motivated. Uh, you know, it, it was not the easiest spot to be in. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the look. They were better. They were. And they were. I mean, they they rounded into form this year. And had a very good season. I am still going to hold out uh, the belief that, you know, the program has turned the corner. Um, maybe they have. Uh, you know, I, I think they had a favorable schedule and they got, you know, they got hot at the right time. And whether that carries into next year, we'll see. But they were certainly better than us this year. No question about it. And it, it showed out on the field. Yeah. I. But a lot of teams are better than us this year. When you go three and nine, that's the case. I think now may be the time to talk about the five teams who were definitely better than us, the, the four who made the playoffs and the one who didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I will say my piece first because I have a feeling that you are going to expound upon this uh, based on our texts. And, yes. And I will just say I think that there was no reason – to have a season if this is the outcome. Um, I mean, you, 
Yeah. I just go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to. I just, when you look at it, I think that Michigan making it 100%, Washington as well, and then when you look around, I I had Texas as the four, but I think you had to put the Knolls as the three. I think you had to do it. Um, uh, at the very least, I think they should have been in. And, and the interesting thing, and I, I believe this, I'm not the first to say it, I've read other, you know. If Georgia beats Alabama, Florida State's probably in. And and that's ridiculous to say, but if Georgia beats Alabama, Florida State's probably in and Texas isn't. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, if you didn't know, I mean, if you don't follow college football, you'd hear that and think, what? How is mm-hmm. that the case? And you'd be right. But, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like what happened was this. There was such a vitriol leading into the SEC title game that way. You cannot take Alabama ahead of Texas. You just can't. Texas beat them. And I well, I think that. that's right, too. Texas I went to Alabama and won. <laughs> you know, they, they went there and they beat them. And, you know, like the argument of like, well, it was in September. Well, I mean, the season's only 12 games long. This isn't Major League Baseball where, you know, oh, you have a, a series in May and it's like, oh, by, by September, those teams are very different. Like, sure. Or the NBA. I mean, you you only play 12. One out of 12 matters in a a large way. Um, And Texas beat them. And then they went on to win their conference and have the same record. It's not like Texas went, you know, 9-4 and and won the Big 12. Like, then I, sure, take Alabama ahead of them if if they're 12-1. and Um, They had the same record. They beat them head-to-head on the road. But I think that became such a talking point that then by Alabama winning, it was like, well... You know, they won the SEC, the mighty SEC, which probably wasn't really that mighty this year. Um, but they wanted, well, we can't leave them. Oh, well, we can't take them and not Texas. Well, well, Michigan and Washington both were undefeated. Oh, well, you know, Florida State had its quarterbacks injured. Well, that means they suck. So we'll leave them out. I mean, to me, that was that was the, the, the discussion. And it, yeah. it stinks. It just stinks for Florida State because – I mean, how many examples are there in football? Think, I mean, think back to the Philadelphia Eagles that won the Super Bowl a few years ago. You know, Wentz gets hurt. First few games Nick Foles played, he wasn't good. Like, they limped into the playoffs. First playoff game, they barely beat Atlanta. Ugly game. And then he got hot, and they win the NFC title in the Super Bowl. It, you know, the, the playoff committee would not have given them that chance, apparently. Would have been like, well, they're, they're not very good without Wentz. Uh, put them out. Well, and the thing is, like, I, I've seen the comparison in some respects to the tournament for basketball. Yeah. And that when guys get hurt, their teams get lowered. But it's like, but basketball's they still not have a football. Chance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they still have a chance. Well, and it's like. So, okay, you know, they're a, they're a five seed instead of a three. Well, you know, you got a chance to beat the one and get to the final four and prove yourself. They took Florida State's <laughs> chance. Now, next year, they will have one. And that's another elephant in the room of this discussion is the ACC is the biggest reason we don't have a 12-team playoff this year. That's not Florida State's fault, but it's a very weird irony that their conference was the biggest blockade to this, and now they miss out. But nonetheless, you know, like next year this won't happen, and that's one thing that makes it a little hard to get like so much venom and like, well, this needs to change. Like, well, it it is. It is changing. Um, But that doesn't help this team. 
that went 13-0 and and, you know, beat a top 15 team, according to the same committee, on a neutral field with their third-string quarterback, yeah. who wouldn't have started in the playoff. But, you know, that's one of those, that, you know, they were down to their third-string quarterback. Rodemaker had a concussion. He, he would have been back. I mean, according to everything, he was, you know, almost ready to play Saturday. So yeah. he would have been back for the playoffs. So you're punishing them for looking bad on offense with a third-string quarterback when they wouldn't theoretically have had that same quarterback in the playoff anyway. Yeah, and they were good enough to completely flummox Louisville on with their defense. Exactly, so. exactly. I mean, they won the game. Like, I, I mean, I texted you the hypothetical, and and I think it's a I think it's a dead-on hypothetical if Alabama. You know, Jalen Milrow, who turned it around and had a great year. He gets hurt in mid-November, and they barely beat Auburn, which, by the way, they barely beat Auburn with Jalen Milrow, but barely beat Auburn. Um, and then they, uh, you know, like, we'd be hearing, oh, man, Nick Saban is a genius. He, he got this team uh, with a third-string quarterback. They they won. Oh, they beat Jordan Like, How can you not put them in? But in, with Florida State, it's like, well, they, they get waxed by Michigan. Well, how do you know that? I mean, how do you know that? I thought pretty much everybody thought TCU would get waxed by Michigan last year, and they beat them. Well, and, and I guess the other thing is, like, if you're doing it by this metric of who you think the best four teams in the country are, wouldn't you just put Georgia back in, too? Like, well, I mean, and that's what it, you know, that's another thing. I You know, I heard that about Georgia. And, you know, I like Georgia. I like Kirby Smart. Uh, you know, I, I you know they're not my favorite team, but they were a talented team. Uh, you know, a strong yeah, a team. team. And and they probably, you know, if we're judging by who has the most NFL prospects, yeah. But but is that what we're doing? I mean, like you you said it at the very beginning of this. Like, why bother with the season? Like, well, if that's what we're going to do, then let's just you know let's survey NFL personnel directors and recruiting experts, and we can just pick our teams by that. We don't have to play the games. We, we can just play a few exhibitions just to, you know, let the team get – but we'll just we'll just pick the playoff before the season even starts. And yeah. that's what it's going to be. I mean, you know, like, yes, does Alabama probably have more talent than Florida State? Probably. But, but I'm not sure of that. I mean, Alabama's got a lot of talent. But, you know, Florida State pounded LSU. A same LSU team that was, you know, right in the game with Alabama for three quarters in November. That's the one common opponent they had. Um, and yes, Jordan Travis got hurt. And yes, they're not the same without Jordan Travis. But how do you know with a month of practice that they wouldn't have been pretty darn good with Tate Rodemaker? We don't know, and we'll never know. Well, and they, and again, they, they were winning the with defense too. Like, right, great defense. I mean, a fantastic defense that, you know, Jared Hurst is probably a first-round pick. They have some other guys that will get drafted. Um, and they stepped up, you know, in the in the back half. And again, you know, if this was Georgia, if this was Alabama, and their starting quarterback gets hurt and they find way, we'd be hearing about, oh, man, the, the mighty SEC and the coaching genius and the depth of these. Uh, it just doesn't, doesn't matter that they lost their starting quarterback because they're that good. But with Florida State, it's like somehow, I guess, uh, you know, well, the, the quarterback was everything, which, you know, then begs the question, how is he not a, how is he not winning the Heisman? 
Yeah. I mean, if he was the only reason they were this good, he, he should win the Heisman, right? But I guess he's not even top four based on the finalists. Kind of seems weird to me. Yeah. It, it's It just stinks. It, it's, you know, I mean, now, has Florida State in the past, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, um, be that guy or Florida State's always disrespected. I mean, Florida State's first national championship uh, came when they, you know, were voted number one, even though they'd lost head-to-head to Notre Dame, finished with the exact same record. Um, you know, 1998, I think, when they made the first BCS title game, they went, or it was, it was 2000, they went ahead of Miami, who beat them head-to-head, you know, who basically had the Texas-Alabama scenario. Miami had beaten them head-to-head, and Florida State was picked two in, by the BCS, and Miami was three. So, look, they've gotten the breaks in the past. Again, that doesn't help these kids. And the team that just went 13-0 and and basically was told, like, well, sorry, tough luck. We don't think you're good enough to compete. Yeah. And, you know, now they go play Georgia. And, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, uh, Georgia beats them. It's going to be, see, we told you. Well, yeah, but you're going to have guys sit out the game. I mean, Johnny Wilson already said he's going to the draft. Uh, you're probably going to have a few others. This isn't going to be the same Florida State team. It won't be the same Georgia team either. They'll have guys sit out too, I'm sure. But it's not going to be a fair test of like how good they really are. Yeah. I I don't know, man. It, it's this is one of those things where like. <clears throat> Wherever you put the line, right, the the team on the other side of it's going to be upset. But sure, man, this feels sure. like a miss. Like, I mean, this was a year where four was not enough. <laughs> I like I thought about this. Like, honestly, you, you know, you mentioned Georgia. I'll throw in Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State went eleven and one with a six point loss to the number one team in the country on their home field. I I mean, I don't think they should have been in this year, but like most years, that's good enough to get you in the top four. Mm-hmm. This year it wasn't. This year was a very top-heavy year. There were, you know, for the entire, you know, all the playoff rankings, the top eight were the exact same. The order changed. And all eight teams were really good. I mean, Oregon lost to Washington twice, but those were two great games that could have gone either way, and, and maybe Oregon is in the national championship picture. So it was a tough year. Somebody was going to feel left out. But gosh, leaving out a team that, that won every game they played – just feels wrong. Yeah. When you didn't have five teams do that, uh, you know, and to me, it, it it just came back to, well, we, we can't have a playoff without the SEC. What? Because the only lot, the logical was what you said, the three undefeateds, and then you have two conference champions, and weirdly enough, they played each other and won, you know, so we have a clear delineation of who the better team was well there you go easy right three undefeateds and the and the other two conference champs they you know boom they had played each other already you take the winner and you got your four but what does that leave you with no sec oh my god what we can't have that yeah even though the sec you know what what did the sec really accomplish outside of conference play when they were playing each other georgia's non-conference schedule was a joke Alabama lost to Texas. LSU lost to Florida State. Uh, you know, Texas A&M got pounded by Miami, who turned out not to be very good. 
South mm-hmm. Carolina lost to North Carolina, who turned out not to be all that good. I mean, they didn't they didn't really have a lot of like, oh man, the SEC is really good this year. Not not really at all. Yeah. In fact, I think the ACC went six and four against the SEC this year in head to head games. And yet somehow the thirteen and no champ wasn't good enough to get in. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a so it, it, all of the things that <laughs> you know short of the filing a lawsuit, all of the things that yeah. you know have been said about Florida State and the things Norvell said are right. I agree with him. I, I feel bad for him. I, I know we both like him, um, you know, so I don't have to convince you of that. But, man, I mean, he had a special team this year, and and to have that taken taken away, it was taken away. I mean, like, maybe, they, maybe if they get in, they get pounded by Michigan. Maybe Michigan beats them, you know, 31 to 3, and it's like, oh, well, boy, they, you know. But at least then you'd know. You know, they'd be able to say, well, yeah. yeah, Jordan Travis got hurt. We just we just weren't up to the task without him. Instead, yeah. you'll never know if they could have gone. I mean, again, there are plenty of examples in football and other sports, but football, of you know, star player gets hurt. Oh, this team, they're, they're giving up. They're left for dead, and they, they keep winning. The first four-team playoff, Ohio State, same thing, you know, like, JT Barrett, oh my, oh, they're done without JT Barrett. Well, they weren't. You know, they they rolled through the Big Ten title and then beat Alabama and beat Oregon and won the whole thing. Yeah. Now, yes, they won that Big Ten title game 59 to nothing. And Florida State won 16-6. I recognize the difference. But still, you know, like, they they were given a chance. They Mm -hmm. rose from 6-4 to to get into that. Florida State wins and, and drops. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, and drops behind. And look, I'm you know I'm glad Texas is in. I love Texas, but in every ranking, Texas was three or more spots behind Florida State, and then Texas jumps two spots ahead of them in the final ranking. That's a head scratcher. There's there's just not a lot of logic to that. And Texas beat Oklahoma State, who was ranked behind Louisville. Yeah. Again, am I happy Texas in? For sure. Uh, but, like, man, if I'm a Florida State fan, I am scratching my head at that one. At least yeah. Alabama jumping me, you could say, well, they beat the number one team. Okay, I, I guess that. But, I mean, Texas beat Oklahoma State, who was 9-3 and three and not, you know, not as good as Louisville, according to the same committee who decided this. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's crazy. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a huge disappointment as, as a fan. It is. It is. It just, uh, you know, and I mean, I guess the other thing too is like, you know, we're, you know what happens here. Michigan, Alabama play a really good game and, you know, what, and we forget all about it. I mean, I, I, you, you, this is exactly what's going to happen. Our outrage is always very short shelf life. Um, Alabama's not going to get blown out. Like, they're, they're just not. Uh, Michigan may beat them. They may not. But, it, you know, you know it's going to be a competitive game. And we're going to, oh, man, Saban and Harbaugh and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and, and the outrage will be gone. And that kind of sucks more than anything. Because it's like, well, we're going to be all fired up. 
And then Florida State's going to show up at the Orange Bowl without several key guys, probably lose, and it'll be, well, I told you they weren't very good. Like, well, they're not going to be the same team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys are going to – guys who would have played are not Yeah, going you to don't play. opt out of the playoff. I mean, uh, you know, Johnny Wilson's the first. He's not the last. Mm-hmm. That won't be there for the Orange Bowl that would have been there for the Rose or Sugar if they were in it. Yeah. Anyway. So it, it, it stinks for old Mike Norvell, uh, among other things. But, you know – Will we have two really good games? Yeah, probably we will. I mean, I, I can't deny that, like, the two games look like really good matchups. Um, we'll, we'll make our picks closer to the time, but right now I'm, I'd probably lean in the direction of taking the lower seeds in both. Yeah. I, I've not made my picks, but I have my rooting interest will be the winner of the 2-3 game to win it all. Yeah, it, it probably will be for me. If it's Michigan-Washington, I'd probably root for Michigan. Nothing against Washington, but I, I do like Harbaugh. But certainly if Texas wins, I will be rooting for them. No no question there. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, again, we'll have probably three exciting games, three good games, and and we'll just move on from the fact that Florida State probably should have been a part of it and just be like, well, see, these games were great. Like. We, we do that so much with the basketball tournament, too. A team, you know, barely gets in, and then they win their first-round game. They're like, see, they deserved it. Like, well, no, you deserve it based on what you did during the season, not based on if you can win the game. A lot of teams can win a tournament game. That doesn't mean they should be in it. Yeah. And I think this is the same thing. Like, would it have been fair to leave Alabama out? I mean, fair is the wrong word. I mean, it would have sucked for them. Like, give them a lot of credit. They, they turned around a season that looked like it was headed for, you know, eight and four after three weeks. And they found something with Jalen Milrow and the quarterback running game. And some of the young receivers came alive. The defense got better. And they've had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's hard for me to be like, well, they don't deserve I mean, they had a great year. They beat the number one team in the country. And we're the better team. Uh, you know, there was no fluke about that result. But, man, when there's only four to pick, like, I think they were probably fifth, as much as that sucks to say. Yeah. Agreed. Four was never the right number. Uh, some years, last year, probably, we did. We, we probably only needed three. The year before, we might have only needed three. This year, probably could have had a, you know, six, seven, eight, and, and had them all deserve it. But, but that's not the format we have. Yeah. Um... Well, look, we'll be back. We've got more to talk about, more college football, college basketball. It, it, it never stops. And no, it do doesn't. It. No, it doesn't. Our, our ASU uh, hoops team is, you know, showing some life. Uh, the, a rough loss to BYU has been followed up by some, some solid performances. And it's like, all right, you might, might have something to, to, to follow for the next few months, hopefully. Yeah, well, they take on SMU tonight. Right, right, yeah. You know, a couple, couple solid wins since Vandy and, and USF. And, like, you know, nothing that says we're going to be in the Final Four, but uh, enough to, to, you know, make me think, like, hey, maybe this team doesn't really stink, which I was a little worried about. 
to be honest. Yeah. I mean, look, losing to Mississippi State, losing to BYU, not good. But... Just because of how uncompetitive both games were. Yeah. You know, they were they were lopsided. But, you know, hey, maybe, maybe there's something going, you know. We saw it last year. Last year's team didn't get off to a great start and then rounded into form. So, we'll see. We'll see. But, yes, we'll... We'll catch up on them as we as we go. We gotta we gotta do a little catch up work now that ASU football season is over. Yeah. Well, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.